lesbians at some point. Huh? The lesbians at some point. Oh, hell yeah. Alright, y'all ready? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Howdy, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Gaggle of Gays podcast. I'm Alaska. I'm Taylor. I'm Kim. How was your day? I'm so lucky, lucky. I'm so lucky, lucky. I've been feeling that lately. You're feeling so, you've been feeling so lucky, lucky? I've been feeling so lucky, lucky. Why? Wow. Except for me pulling my leg last night. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you pull your leg? I might have gotten drunk. And I <laughs> might have been trying to do the split. <laughs> 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 there's a right tiktok on. trend and in the tiktok video at least i got it but oh i think i saw the tiktok yeah i saw that one during that take was when i pulled it too that's right why on I, that's why i got so far down <laughs> jesus christ it, yeah that one hurt and then i also like stabbed my ass on my oh. side of my desk and so now it's bruised and it hurts really fast Right on. I didn't realize how drunk I was because I was just sitting and reading. So when I finally Mm -hmm. got up, I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Felt that one earlier today. Mm -hmm. And then I pulled my leg again because the floor was wet and I didn't realize and our tiles are really slippery. And so I stepped in. Of course, it was the leg that I already pulled. So I pulled it again. I said, oh, what a time. But yeah, Yeah. how how was y'all's day? (laughs) Anything new? (laughs) It's good. I went on like a walk yesterday outside and I got sunburned, even though it was like 70 something degrees with a light breeze. And I thought the I was safe with the light breeze. Slight <laughs> <laughs> breeze. The birds are tripping. <laughs> Ew, I was not safe. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, that's And you replied so often at the water park, too, and you still got burnt. I know. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I did not burn at all while I was with y'all in California. And it was like 90 something. But then <laughs> you just go for a little walk. Yeah. No, like, my burn is on my shoulders and it's worse than, like, I was a little red from the water park. But then... I was outside max 45 minutes yesterday. That's so sad. Max. <laughs> we were at the water park <laughs> for like hours. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> Drinking alcohol out of little kid cups and. Right. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I missed that cup. Mm. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. What about you, Kim? Uh, say my life. Oh, you know me. Um, the air in my apartment is fucking... It's fucking up still from when y'all have been here. Ooh. I was sweating out of spots I didn't know could sweat. Oh, that's so... Mm. Mm-hmm. No, because it was so hot when we were there. I was fucking yeah, sweating. I was no, like, it's, it's worse. Oh, God. It's 105 today. Nope. And it was angel numbers like two days ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're trying to make me an angel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The most mm-hmm. relieving part of the trip was like when we'd get home and we could shower. Oh, yeah. Or being in the, like, water, that was really nice. That Mm. was really nice. Oh, man. I want to go swimming again. Yeah, me too. Mm. Us saying that, and then I just got a thing on my computer that said very hot weather. Thank you. (laughs) It's a bad damn time. It's a bad damn time. Um, What's that like? It's so nice over here. Sorry, guys. Right. Well, anyways, today we're going to be talking about (laughs) the Clown Motel. Pretty oh. famous, uh, I don't know if there's, there's probably other clown motels, right? Maybe? Or is there just one? I don't know, when I looked up clown motel, the one in, well, the one we're talking about today was the only one I saw, so. Hmm. Maybe it's, like, the only infamous. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, uh, I mean, yeah. it is a little scary. <laughs> the thought of being surrounded by clowns, hey. So. Yeah, I, I know absolutely pictures, nothing, but... I'm so excited. Oh, I have some pictures. Okay, good, because, like... The ghosts go like room by room. It's like oh. a different ghost for each room, I guess, or a different entity in each room. But the rooms itself look spooky. Yeah, they are. All right, Taylor, you want to go ahead and get us started? Why are my earphones fucking up? Okay, no, you're good. Go ahead. Pink Barbie. Yeah. Barbie. So, 
I have no clue if like anything I'm about to tell y'all connects to anything that y'all are gonna say. We'll find we'll out see. together. <laughs> yeah. That's the fun of totally it. Different yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a totally different town. <laughs> well, today we're gonna talk about Tonopah, Nevada. Oh my god, that's right bad. place, right? Yeah. No. Shut up, Cam. No. Okay. Taylor just um, throws her computer. <laughs> But um Tonopah means hidden spring. It was named after I think one of their springs was the Tonopah Springs. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's located at the junction of US Route 6 and 95. Is it route or route? I say route. I... Ew. Oh okay. I say route. Yeah. Well, uh, U.S. Route Root. Route Six and Ninety Five. No, route. it's like it's like the movie Cars, Root, route Sixty Six. Route, route. Now I don't know what I say. Route, uh, route. I don't know. Six, if six. you're route. if you're really yeehaw, you probably call it route. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's us. yeah. If you're dumber than a bag of rocks, then... <laughs> <laughs> damn. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's kick them out. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> It's approximately midway between Las Vegas and Reno. The 2010 census, I didn't know what pass that is, so this is what you get. <laughs> it had 2,478 people. Oh, that's small. Cool down. That's it. Please. <laughs> um, no, I was fighting at my feet, sorry. <laughs> it's nicknamed Queen of the Silver Camp for its rich mining history. Um, now it's primarily a tourism-based resort city. It's known for its attractions, the Mispah Hotel and the Crown Motel, which is what we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, Booker. Oh. Go away. I love you, but go away. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, wait. Anyways. On the topic of Taylor's dogs, I forgot to mention this, but earlier... I said, I think I might live with Iris when I moved to California. And Taylor was like, I thought you were talking about my dog. <laughs> I said, yeah. I was so confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um. Stop by and pick her up. Yep. It's like, She's she lives up. with me, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have an extra room, so like, hey, I guess that'll work. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> but, okay, so whenever I was like doing my little research, right? Mm-hmm. I found this this man's. Robert D. McCracken. What okay. a name. That is, yeah. But he, right? <laughs> he wrote a history of Tonopah, Nevada, and it's on the internet. It's a little PDF. It's great. It's 140 pages. If you want to, like, go way into it, apparently there's, like, a shit ton of this place. Hmm. But I didn't. I want, like, five <laughs> pages in. I'm going to be so real. <laughs> so. He and then I also looked at like there was Wikipedia, of course. We love we love Wikipedia. And then also they have an official town website page. So if you want to see pictures, if you wanna look at anything that I'm about to talk about, go to any of those places. Good boy. So anyway, the history can be divided into like eight different periods. So period number one, which was about ten thousand years ago to about 800 AD, and the area was home to pre-archaic and archaic Native American populations. And then period two, which, like, they didn't go into what the Native American populations were, but one of the main tribes, I'm assuming. Um, Period two was about 800 AD to the third decade of the 19th century, and this is when the area was home to the Western Shoshone Native Americans, um, and unfortunately, period three started whenever the whites arrived in the area, and of course, mm. we all know how that went. Yeah, what happens there? I don't know. Cam said, I don't know, actually. <laughs> Basically, the whites took the area from the Shoshone tribe oh, and forced well, why don't them out. Those yeah. white guys? I agree. All right. I what, agree. What's being done about those white guys, huh? Nothing. Still Not to this day. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I went... I, somehow I got into a deep dive of all this stuff. 
and it would talk about all the like treaties and pacts and it was like so fucked up i was like oh my god like the native americans were like willing to like give some of their land away which they shouldn't have had to do in the first place and um like leave all the white people alone like they were literally like okay we're not gonna like touch them we're not gonna do anything with them um and then the government was like okay and we'll give you this money and we'll give you all these things for giving your land up and then they'd be like actually we're not gonna give you the money because we (laughs) want to buy something else actually we're going to um we're gonna give away the resources that we promised you and actually we're gonna take more of your land sorry so like they signed all these treaties and then went back on all the treaties and just kept fucking them over repeatedly Hmm. so so great you know yeah i love history yeah so since this is in nevada that was like one of the areas where these tribes were like really big and they lived and they were forced out of so um period four and five um this is whenever tonopah was like actually created as a city or the town so a guy named jim butler found the area um and the most popular version in how he found it was his mule wandered away and when he found it he noticed an outcropping that appeared to be heavily laced with silver this was in may 19th 1900 Hmm. he wasn't like he like told people and then they didn't believe him but he took samples and he took them to his ranch that he owned and then the future governor of Nevada named Tasker Audi saw the samples. He did an assay, and then they were found to run as high as... And I found two different numbers, either 200 to 10 or 600 to 10, maybe somewhere in between. Either way, a lot of money. No, um, the official town page said it was 600, so I'm going to go with that, which today would be $21,793 for, like little bit of silver so it's a ton yeah so obviously this was a large amount and this is whenever the gold rush was like kind of happening so it became a mining town and butler became super rich because he found the place and found all the silver and stuff so january 1901 gaslighting him good for him yeah (laughs) (laughs) right um so january 1901 there were 40 men in the camp and then within weeks, the population was at 250. So it grew pretty quickly. Yeah. And we're going to jump forward a little bit. But March 3rd, 1905, the name was officially changed from the Tonopah Springs to just Tonopah. Nice. We're going to go back to 1901. The town produced almost $750,000 in gold and silver, Damn. which would be $27,241,875 today. Oh my god. <laughs> right. For such a small place, too. That's crazy. So listen, they said $750,000. I'm, I'm going to be so freaking real right now. I don't know if it was $755,000 today or $750,000 back then. But either way, a uh, lot of money. Either way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> either way, that's a lot of money. Um... So then the population got to like 650 people. They had six saloons, restaurants, an assay office, lodging houses, doctors, and lawyers. So it grew pretty quickly. The mine production from 1900 to 1921 were the peak years. And then we know in the 1920s is whenever the Great Depression was happening. So that's whenever things started to like not be so great yeah um they like died down like pretty quickly in october 1942 a fire destroyed the tonopah extension mill and the property and then also a nearby hotel Damn. and then now we're going to be in and that was in period six sorry we're jumping to period six <laughs> okay so that was the fire happened and then also during this period is whenever um world war ii was happening so with world war ii happening the production and like their money started going up because obviously they're going to need gold and silver for production of multiple things for the war um leasing in the mines spanned the years from about 1930 until the start of construction of the tonopah army air base um at the beginning of world war ii and um then period seven by World War II, only four major mining companies were operating, and the Tunnel Mine was one of them. Um, but it wasn't super successful, but it was one of the only ones operating at the time, so 
Um, the rebirth of Tonopah brought about um, by the construction of the airbase was the seventh period of their history, and it lasted through the end of World War II when the airbase was closed and economic decline followed in the early 1950s. <clears throat> but then prosperity returned the middle of 1950s with increased activity on the Nevada test site and the Tonopah test range. And now we're in period eight, which is the last notable period. So this government-based economic prosperity kind of like popped up a little bit and they started like the mining production kind of slowed down. But then in 1968, this guy named Howard Hughes bought 100 claims in Tonopah, which from what I gathered, claims are like plots of land or okay, like yeah, areas I was or say, something. I have no idea what that <laughs> Got it. Because when they were talking about claims earlier, they were saying that Jim Butler, like the founder, he he like claimed eight claims of the area. And so if you wanted part of his claim, he had to like lease it to you, kind of like renting or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, some claims are kind of like land from my understanding. I am not an expert, so I could totally be talking mad shit. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I could but... actually... Actually, I made it up. So what if I lied? But <laughs> that's what I'm taking it as. So uh, here we go. So he bought 100 claims in Tonopah, including the Mizpah, Silvertop, and the Desert Queen Mines. Um, so this started having everybody, like, create hope for a mining revival. But then... It faded after core samples and nothing more were taken. The few of the old mines were re-timbered, like kind of like rebuilt, but they never reopened. So their mining like kind of like shut off. And then on the official webpage, it said currently several mining companies are conducting exploratory drilling in the area. And the results are quite promising and may just lead to another mining boon in the area. So that was pretty cool. So basically... I didn't realize they were so big on mining. Yeah. A lot of mining happened in this area. That's how it became the whole city, and that's, like, how it came to be yeah. in general. Hmm. Um, I'm hearing a lot of mine, 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 and not a lot of hours, hours, hours. Oh, right. And, like, <laughs> no one wants to share anymore. It's right, like, right. Kind of selfish to me. Like, mm. yeah. Well, I mean, what can I say? <laughs> mine, mine. Like, the gold mine. is mine. mine. In my mind, it's giving the, it's keeping the seagulls from Finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah. literally. Um, They're down there working think, in the mines. <laughs> I just think, like, as a people, we could do better, you know. Right. So. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, when we miss them, USA. <laughs> Be sure Yay. to vote for Cam. <laughs> vote for Cam. Um, a vote for me is a vote for me. Right. <laughs> so I went through that pretty quickly because it wasn't like, like it was interesting, but it wasn't like that interesting. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> There's no spooky shit in it. So um, since the late 20th century, this was kind of, this was kind of crazy. So Tonopah has relied on the nearby military Tonopah test range, which... This is a highly classified, restricted military installation of the U.S. Department of Defense and the U.S. Department of Energy. It's located about 30 miles southeast of Tonopah. Also, it's designated as Area 52. Oh? Which I was like, oh? <laughs> Shit. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, this area, the military has used the range and the surrounding areas as a nuclear bomb test site, a bombing range, and a base of operations for the F-117 Nighthawk. And um, so since it's like, it's a big uh, conspiracy theorist area and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so awesome. some notable people, which there's like a lot of like pop culture notable people. I just picked the ones I thought were interesting. I didn't want to go through that. <laughs> Taylor said, fuck the other ones. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a bunch of Catholic priests and shit. And I was and like, that's oh, so valid. That, that is valid. <laughs> that is valid. <laughs> Hey. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, Hugh Bradburn was the inventor of the neoprene wetsuit. He's from there. The what? The neoprene wetsuit. What is that? It's like, like the, what like they the use for like scuba right? diving. Yeah. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. I, was just, I thought it was like a, <laughs> I thought it was like a specific type of... Like a suit yeah. made out of water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. 
<laughs> you're, just, you're just naked and wet. You said, look what I invented. <laughs> um, Barbara Graham was a murderer. Oh. Oh. And she She's invented murder. Yeah. Yeah, she invented murder herself. It's like... <laughs> she was one of four women to be executed in California. Um, wow. Andrea Mikovic? Markovic, something like that. She was the only prisoner to be executed by shooting in Nevada. Oh wow! Um, I didn't know that. Oh my god! What the fuck? What, yeah. what did she do? Yeah, I don't know. She like stole a little bit of silver and they put her down. Yeah, <laughs> electric chair, electric chair. But you? <laughs> oh my god! Shot to the head. But you? <laughs> I'm waiting for this one. Yeah. <laughs> they just really did like her. That's so fucking crazy. Uh, either Mame or Mamie. I don't know. Schwebel? Schwebel? I don't Mommy know. Schwebel. <laughs> Something like that. She, um, she's, she's a bad bitch. Uh, she's a gold prospector and a politician, and she was one of the first female residents of Tonopah. That's pretty cool. What a, what a woman. What and a then, woman. um, stalking cat. <laughs> stalking cat? Part- yeah. <laughs> He's a man known for his body modifications. Oh. Do you have a so, picture? Yeah. Oh, is it like uh, he gave us all no. whiskers and stuff? So sure. Oh, I, I found him. him real quick. Stalking cat. Oh, I almost said that's a hunter. <laughs> what the whoopsie? Oh yeah, that's the guy I was thinking about. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That looks painful. Meow meow. Meow meow. Yeah. <laughs> He's there to keep the seagull population down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they throw him in the mines. Yeah. <laughs> So, some pop culture from there, which I think this was like, so, subject, they were subject of an episode of Rhett and Link, the commercial kings. So, these oh, guys. I love Rhett and Link. <laughs> do you really? I love Good, Good Mythical Morning, yeah. I've literally never heard of it. I'm so glad you have. Um, they oh, developed. Fuck you guys. Sorry. <laughs> Those are my dads, actually. Oh, shit. <laughs> I did this just for you, Cam. I just had an inkling, you know? Oh, uh, thank you. They developed a slogan for the town, and it was, Visit Tonopah. We're different. Hmm. Which I thought, like, no offense, but that's so unoriginal. Right. Could have done better. Yeah. It's like, We're it's different. Like, it's like Portland. Portland. Yeah. It's like Portland's like, keep Portland weird. Keep Boston yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, come on. Say? Yeah, that is what yeah. they say. Oh, I feel like if you're calling yourself weird, it's not that weird. Right. Yeah. It's... <laughs> not the good thing. It's like Jughead in Riverdale, and he's like, "I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. Have you ever seen me without this hat on? No, That's because weird. I'm weird." <laughs> That's what it's giving. Like, like, no, you're not weird. You just look like a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Not a> cigarette. <laughs> there were also some other things, but I didn't know about them, so I didn't include them. Um, Tonopah figures in the storyline of a number of episodes in the 1960s. TV series State Trooper. Figured okay. that was something big. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Never seen it. They're also in like comics and like some other shows and stuff, but hmm. anyway. I don't know. He looked at that Catman's lips. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I anyway. Know he's a good kisser. I know it. You think? Yeah. Look, at, look at the plush lips. <laughs> look, look, you know? <laughs> But I feel like all the piercings above, you know, like, Ugh. if you've ever kissed a man, you can get, like, beard rash. I feel like that would be worse. Oh. Um, mm, yeah. Maybe just a peck? No making out with that one, huh? Thank you to my Mia. Thank you to my Mia. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought I'd include the top ten things to do in Tonobah. Uh, in case you're thinking about yeah. going there. Yeah, yeah, go. Okay. Um, number one, Haunted Tonopah. includes the Clam Hotel, the Old Cemetery, Miss Paw Hotel, Tonopah Historic Mining Park, and the Tonopah Liquor Company. Oh, fuck yeah. Which I was like, how can a liquor company be haunted? But... Hey, throw a bottles at your head. Who drank all the beer? <laughs> yeah. yeah literally. It's gone. It's I don't gone. know what happened. I swear to God, it was a ghost. <laughs> the, the tour guide's like all hiccuping. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Where to go? Where to drink it? 
He just throws up at your feet, too. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Number two is the Clown Motel, which Velasco's going to talk about. Number three is the Old Tonopah Cemetery, which Cam is going to talk about. Number four is the Mispa Hotel, or Mispa Hotel, I don't know. Which we might have to save for another one. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you a little brief overview. So since 1907, the Miss Paul Hotel has been an oasis of comfort in the stark beauty of Nevada's high desert. Voted the number one haunted hotel in America, it is home to many famous spirits, including Lady in Red. There's always a Lady in Red. Lady in Red. She dancing. And you can, like, stay the night there even. Ooh, I mean, we could go out. We can go out. <laughs> we, we can go to a yeah. We have a lot yeah. of we have a lot of places we need to hit, but uh Yeah. Um, number five is the Tonopah Stargazing Park. So being away from big cities, Tonopah has one of the darkest nighttime skies in the country. On clear nights, you can see up to seven thousand stars and the Milky Way with your bare eyes. They Damn. really counted all those stars. I don't believe <laughs> it. I don't believe it. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey, I bet you it's beautiful, but I know they looked up and was like, yeah, it's gotta be at least 7,000. I said at least six. Uh, at least six. <laughs> yeah. so it's one, good. It's good. <laughs> it's a good count. Yeah, you, good you know number. you counted some of them more than once. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Um, number six, the <laughs> Tonopah Historic Mining Park. <laughs> So if you go to the mining park, you can kind of see all the like mines and stuff that were part of their history. Um, you can take a self-guided walking tour, or you can take the guided Polaris tours, where you explore the museums and the mines and stuff in an off-roading vehicle. Oh, I thought that was pretty oh. sick. Pretty sick. <laughs> pretty hell, tight. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it Number tight. Three. Keep it tight. <laughs> Um, number seven is the Central Nevada Museum. Number eight is their downtowns. So they have like a bunch of like food, restaurants, you know, the normal downtown shit. Number nine, the murals and monuments, which they have a um, mural monument thingy of Jim Butler and his wife, Belle. Okay. Um, number 10, Tonopah Brewing Company, which they have like their like local brew, beer shit, but they also have some barbecue. And one of the sauces is called nuclear test site. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, that's I liked that. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm fucking Barbie, Barbie fried. You said barbecue, and I was like, oh my god, a Barbie like a like, <laughs> are like, are like Barbie drinks. Barbie or? fried. <laughs> yeah, and then. Some of their 2023 events that you can partake of if you decide to visit. They have blacksmithing classes. Oh, that's cool. I know. Ghost walks. Okay. You hold hands they have... with the ghosts as you are. Yeah. <laughs> you go on a little date. Yeah. <laughs> they have Jim Butler days, which I don't know what that consists of, but have fun. They have rodeos. Jim Butler days. I think I talk about that a little bit. Oh, um, hell yeah. So, yeah. They have star parties. That's so cute. That is cute. I want to go to a star party. I want to go to a star um, party. I want to stargaze. Oh, bro, bro, bro. oh my god, a little kiss at the star party. <laughs> I oh, know. Oh, that's, that's so cute. cute. Oh, somebody, please. <laughs> please take me stargazing. Please drive me all the way to Tonopah. Please yeah. give me a little kiss at the star party. Taylor <laughs> said, I'm dying over you, please. <laughs> You're like, not even at the star party. I just want a little. <laughs> I just need. <laughs> And then um, the Tonopah Rock and Bottle Show. I don't know what that is, but it sounded cool. Assuming it has something to do with the rocks and bottles. And uh, that is the history of Tonopah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yippee. I had a lot more, like, yeah, they had a lot more going on than I thought at all. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. Lot more than, a lot more than Martha, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, go watch it. Go watch Hey, Martha. Yeah. Hey, Martha. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just silent the whole rest of the episode. I don't even say my parts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. That was good. So, yeah. So, uh, Taylor brought up the cemetery. As well as a fire. And I guess it was two fires, because I didn't write about that one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ooh. Wait, I think I saw something about, like, it was, like, like a another fire. fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, because in the fire that I talked about, they were, like, saying that nobody died or anything, so. Oh, yeah, no. Then there Probably has no... to be two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So yeah. no one died? Cool. All right. Move on. <laughs> oh, meow. <laughs> Rick on. All right. So the Tonopah Cemetery. Yeet. It's uh, <laughs> right next to the Clown Motel. So you can take a little gander from it from your room, maybe, if you're lucky. I'm um, so lucky, lucky. Lucky, lucky. <laughs> I just found out that was a K-pop song, and I've been and I've been just saying it. I didn't know Is that Is it either. really? Yeah, I yeah, no It's from a similar group called Twice. Our name, yeah. Interesting. But it was just, like, deep in the folds of my brain. Mm. Right. <laughs> right. I don't, even, I don't listen to K-pop, but, you know, maybe I do. <laughs> uh, clearly. Uh, oh. I've heard some. I'm so lucky, lucky. <laughs> Not that oh, one. Show, show I mean, maybe twice. I have. Um, yeah. Twice. yeah, we love you. Love you, baby. I don't know. Hey, all right. So it was uh, founded in May 1901. K-pop bands been around for a long time. Uh, no, so the cemetery was founded in May 1901. The first man buried there was John Randall Weeks. Don't know the significance of him. Just know he was the first to be buried there. Celebrity. Yeah, he's just a celebrity. What can you do? No, because I tried looking him up and nothing came up for him. So I was like, oh, oh that's so sad. Uh, it was an active mining cemetery till 1911 because there was just way more people dying than there was space. So, not good. Not good. No. I think they even tried expanding it at one point, but yeah, just a lot of a lot of people dying. <laughs> and for a small town population, it's like, yeah, that's not yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Like, are y'all good out there, or... Mm, no. No. I think they're good now. But, uh, back then? No. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a final resting place for 300 people, many of whom died of the Tonopah Plague in 1902. It killed oh. 30 people, and, hmm. uh, it caused many people to leave Tonopah as well. That's fair. That's fair, yeah. yeah. It wasn't, like, a, a plague plague, though. It was, uh, it said that it was, like pneumonia uh seas seasoned with some poor sanitary habits mm, yeah, yeah that'll do it so I mean, yeah yeah a 1905 article from the la herald stated that the, the disease the tone of plague like i said was a mnemonic poorly sanitary caused epidemic um but it only attacked grown men no <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, hell yeah, brother. Fellas, this is just a truth and testament that, uh, that 12 and 1 is not working for you. You gotta wash your ass or you're gonna, or you're gonna perish. Wash your ass or perish. <laughs> wash your ass or die. Yeah. I'm gonna put that as the little, like, in quotes for this yeah. one. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Only the grown men. Only the grown That's men. That's so crazy. funny. I know someone that chilling. would go down with that one, uh. Uh, <laughs> I know a couple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going again for this too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, ooh, is that insensitive? But uh, if it wasn't affecting the women or anyone else. Yeah. Wash your ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yep. So many were lost. They were, like, mining all day, and then they were like, oh, I'm just gonna go home, not take a bath or nothing. Yeah. Of course you seen... you're gonna fucking die. <laughs> Have you seen the TikTok trend? Where it's like, if your hands don't look like this while you're eating your lunch, you're a liberal sissy. And it's yeah. them, like, their hands all black and cold. And they're eating does. their sandwich. Yeah, that's, yeah, oh. that's exactly what happened, though. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. Like, well, well, why shower if I'm going back to the mines tomorrow? Right, right. God. Oh my god. God help those women. <laughs> no, really. Pull me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so many were lost as well as to a different fire called the Tonopah uh, Belmont Mine Fire. February 23rd, 1911, at around 5.50 in the morning, a fire was found at the bottom of the mine shaft. Um, there was a small candle burning and someone had been burning timber. Oh, but they just put the fire out when they found it. Like, <laughs> because it was it was small and the superintendent was like, Well, it's far enough away from where where we're mining, so like just Bro, leave it. Stupid, so stupid. What? <laughs> yeah, and all the miners were time. like Right. All the miners were like, um, I think we should put that out. And he was like, No, no, get back to work. And they didn't want to get fired, so they were like, Okay. 
guess oh so. god <laughs> yeah so they wanted to keep their job so they didn't put the fire out uh, a few hours pass, and the superintendent's like, uh, that fire's spreading pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Let me get a pink green <laughs> There we go. I open up. I open up. Scratching his little head, he's like, oh, nice. <laughs> it's getting a little hot in here. Huh? <laughs> hey, you turn up the heat in here, or? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all is it getting hot in here or is it just me, guys? Right. <laughs> it's a, whoever sweat reaches their ass crack first wins. <laughs> uh, get back to work. Anyways. Yeah, so a few hours passed. Superintendent's like, it's getting a little hot in here. Uh-huh. Um, so some of the men were asked to stay and fight the fire, but many left. The ones that stayed were frantic and they were untrained in fighting fire. They were minors. Right. They were not firefighters. Yeah, what right. the fuck? <laughs> Imagine being one of the people that they're like, hey, you stay here. <laughs> How did they you choose to, like, <laughs> right. you? It's like lining up for a dodgeball, you know? No, really. <laughs> the fire is all spreading towards them, like, bubblegum, bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets, he gets picked, he's like, wait, no, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> One more time. Uh, no, really. Said to think bad, right? <laughs> you are it. it. Aww. Shit. I better luck next time. <laughs> Uh, so yeah the ones that were left to stay and fight the fire it was so disorganized everyone was freaking out so much that uh, they ended up dying in the fire or due to the smoke because it was just too frantic for them all to leave how do you even Uh, fight a fire in a mine like I'm sure they have just like water around you know like yeah. no wonder they were frantic those poor guys (laughs) seriously so dumb um, so yeah, so the way that mine was set up, uh, the air, co- er- oh my god, <laughs> it's near, 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 is it worth the, oh my god, uh, shout out to Miss Gilly, I love you, baby, uh, she would never let that happen, mm. never, anyways, uh, the way that mine was set up, the air currents fed the flames quickly, mm. of course yeah. it did, of course. Yeah, so they died to fire and are inhaling a lot of smoke, as well as, I'm sure, working in the mines, your lungs are already fucked. Yeah, especially back then. Yep. So, and you got the Tonopop pop plague going around. Mm. No chance. Mm. No chance. Poor guys. So, yeah, a lot of and people died And both ways are horrible ways to die. Like, there's not an easy, quick one. No. Yeah, no. So, uh, Big, Bull, Big Bill Murphy is one of the cemetery's famous residents who died at 28. He actually died saving people from this fire. Who was it? Oh. Uh, his name was Big Big Bill Murphy was what he was called. He was 28 years old. Oh. What a hero. Yeah. yeah. 28? That's so young. That's yeah, that's so young. young. So, yeah, that's information on the, on the fire. A lot of tragedy around the people who died there. It wasn't all just natural causes. It was mm-hmm. the total ball plague. It was fire. Uh, some people died in a shootout. Like, oh my God. Yeah. They had a lot going on, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's 140 pages of that one thing, so. Yeah. yeah. Sure. 300 people a lot. In, a small, in a small cemetery. You yeah. know they're probably putting people on top of people. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, that's what I got on the cemetery. But, so, hey. now we can get to the clown motel. So, one of the victims, actually, in the Belmont fire that you were just talking about, his name was Clarence David, and he also was buried in the Tonopah Cemetery. After his passing, his children, Leona and Leroy David, decided that they wanted to commemorate their father in some capacity. So, what more is there to do than open up a hotel, or a motel right next to the cemetery where he's buried? And it turns out that Clarence David was also a clown memorabilia collector. Hmm. So he had a shit ton of clowns. So they said, we could just make this motel based off of, you know, clowns. So that's what oh, they did. Shit. Yeah. That's why it was like that. Uh, they opened wow. the, right on. They opened one dire- a One Direction motel. Oh my god! Wait, <laughs> <laughs> that was my room actually. Yeah, yeah. that was mine too. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hear me out. We could. Who's stopping us? Uh, one of us dies. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. So like, like if, if if one of us were just like <laughs> you know like how like we're all vampires or we're all <laughs> I'm like ninety opening up a fucking wonder. <laughs> I'm like I have to do it. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> Who's their dying wish? Anyways, um, they open up. <laughs> They opened up the motel in 1985, uh, right beside the cemetery. They wanted to make it very unique and fitting with their father's taste, like I said. So they did the clowns, and they took actually his clown collection and moved it to the hotel. I, I want you to guess how many clown statues just him himself like had. Forty-five. Yeah. Pardon? <laughs> guess how many clown <laughs> statues that just Clarence had on his he own? He had. I think 60s is a solid number. Or 86. This motel started off with just this collection of clowns, which included 150 clown statues. Oh. Shit. So it was pretty well decorated um, from the beginning. Oh, all right. (laughs) And then they named it the Clown Motel. So Mm. it very quickly became a hit because of how many, like, how many fucking clown hotels do you see? None. Uh, Right, right. It only had 31 rooms. Uh, it has 20-foot-tall wooden clowns surveying the parking lot. Ooh! And they're, and they're so scary. I want to go. Um, Holy shit. It's very hard I to miss. I do not want to go. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's very hard to miss if you're passing through because of uh Right. <laughs> so, and it brings in people because they're like, what the fuck is that? It's also <laughs> known as the scariest motel in America. Huh. Which... I don't really fuck with clowns, but hey, maybe I would go. <laughs> hot, hot take? Maybe. I think maybe. clowns are kind of cool. Hot take. Can said clowns mm. are kind of like hot. No, but, that's not uh, what I said. But... You said no, no. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, I sent a picture yeah, of no. the motel. Hmm. And it also has those like big lights. It's pretty, pretty out. It also looks so scary in that photo because it doesn't look like there's really anything around. It's just in the middle of nowhere. That's how you die. Right. Like, no. Right. That's the start right. of a horror movie. So, ten years after the opening of this hotel, a man by the name of Bob Perchetti came along and he wanted to buy the hotel. The motel. God damn it. I keep saying hotel. Oh, we, we motel. motel. Holiday. Holiday. Bob was a convention center director for the city of Tonopah. He created the Jim Butler Days, like Taylor said. It's like a week-long celebration thing for usually on Memorial Day. Like, that whole week of that, I don't really know what they do. I couldn't find anything, but I just know that it's a week-long celebration for Memorial Day. Um, he I was, hope they get shit-faced drunk every day. Probably. Probably. That'd be... That'd be oh, how I'd celebrate. Listen, you know, like the Instagram pictures are what hit. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. Right? Mm-hmm. The light, the lighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Jim, or Jim, what the fuck? Because <laughs> Jim Butler. Um, <laughs> Bob was also the first rural commissioner for the Nevada Division of Tourism. So basically, Bob was like kind of a baller. <laughs> he was eating. He ended up buying the motel off of Leona and Leroy Davis at the price of six hundred fifty thousand in nineteen ninety five, which is about one point three million dollars today. Damn, I know for a thirty one mo- room motel, that's pretty. You're busting. Hold on, I think I have a picture. Oh yeah, here's a picture of the Jim Butler's days. It's like a little sign for it. Jonapaz Nevada's fifty second annual Jim Butler Days and Nevada State Mining Championships. It looks like there might means. be a rodeo involved. It does look like there's a rodeo, yep. So, hey. Fun. We go We go to Jim Butler days, we stay at the motel. Stop. Hey, <laughs> that would be so fun. That could be so cool. Hey, because rodeos hit, too. Uh, rodeos can be really fun, yeah. So, he continued... Have you ever been to a rodeo again? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck it up. I used to go to rodeos with my sister and her husband all the time. Hell yes. yeah. Yes. So he continued to successfully run this motel for a full two years. Within the time period of Bob owning the motel, it rose in popularity, becoming well-known across the U.S. due to its feature in many shows and books, some such Mm. as Ghost Adventures, the Mm. best, which I know that's right. I need to watch that one. Um, They had an episode here back in 2015. There was a comic book 
book written by Christopher Sabella in 2016 called I Lived in a Clown Motel, where he used... Oh. Yeah, I know. He used a Kickstarter to fund an entire month's stay in the motel to experience all there was to see, and then he wrote about it and made it into a comic. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> that is cool. That is super huh. cool. And we should watch the Ghost Adventures episode. We uh, should. As, as we should. As a family. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Because I I just know he was like... <laughs> you know he was fucking... Oh. I, okay, I watched a small clip of it for my section, and I guess he has a fear of clowns. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh. yeah, Zach has a fear of clowns. He was like, I have to leave. I have to leave. Oh, we should watch that. That's good <laughs> shit. If you're a clown and you're here, kiss Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's like, no. <laughs> Not again. So... There was also The Clown Motel in 2016. It was a film short directed by Joseph Kelly, basically JoJo. The vision behind the short was that a group of young people became stranded in the middle of nowhere, and then they ended up staying at the Clown Motel. And then Hmm. there was a movie called Clown Motel Spirits Arise. Uh, It was released in 2019. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We tried to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we only got five minutes in um, I almost spat my drink it was like porn acting basically it was so bad oh. and the camera was like really shaky like no offense um, but yeah no I couldn't sit through it the acting uh, <laughs> but also this fucking I can't speak hold on let me, let me regroup myself alright this okay. film was actually the second film by Joseph Kelly so the person who did the short was the one that made that movie so if you want to watch it, it is on Amazon Prime for free, so at least I didn't pay money to do it. But it's supposed to be right. a group of ghost hunters come into contact with a group of Las Vegas partygoers at the Clown Motel, where the ghosts of clowns fuck everyone up, basically. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, after owning and operating the motel for 22 years, Bob hit the year 2017 and ready was ready to just retire and enjoy the remainder of his life with his family. Which, his family was fucking huge. He had five daughters, three sons, and 14 grandchildren. I said, shit. I was like, you could just use the clown motel and make it into one big house. I was like, right. (laughs) But anyways, he put the motel up for sale that year, and the asking price was $900,000. So it was less than he bought it for, technically. Yeah. But still a good chunk of change. Yeah. Uh, he also included with his selling request that the new owner must continue to keep the motel running, along with also keeping the clown collection safe and protected, which by mm. this point, the clown collection consisted of about 600 clown statues. Jesus! I know! Y'all like, that's so scary. What? I, so I have an Aunt Bonnie who, lives, who used to live in San Diego, and her friend was named Laura? I don't fucking know. I remember her name. Jordan knows. I don't remember what the friend's name was, but we went over to her house, and her house was clown-themed. Ooh. She's an old lady who lived by herself, and she had clowns, like, hanging from the from the banisters, and, like, in every room, and every seat had a clown. Ooh, I do not like that. My mom used to paint, and she had painted this clown painting when she was younger, and she kept it with us this whole time, and I hated that thing i swear to god it was always staring at me oh i ended up getting rid of it i can't do it i couldn't keep that thing in the house i was like no Um, weekend linda weekend linda (laughs) so it took two years before actually finding a buyer to take over the property the buyer's name was vj mahar and he took over running the hotel in 2019 VJ also okay. appointed a family member who, or not a family member, sorry, a family friend who happened to be an art director as the CEO who ended up giving a partial, like, makeover to the motel to keep it looking sharp and also increase the clown collection from the 600 to 2,000 pieces of clown Oh my god! And it's just, I feel like it's not even, I don't know, I feel like it's not even that big of a motel to have that much. Right. But 2,000 pieces. So these owners are still the ones that are operating the motel to this day. And they seem to be Mm -hmm. very passionate and dedicated to keeping up the whole theme and everything about it. So, hey, good for them. Do you see how much it costs to stay the night? I did. I'll get to that. 
Oh. So, booking a stay. <laughs> that's what this session <laughs> Oh, good segue. <laughs> yeah. So, since this motel is still running today, you can go ahead and book a stay there if you want to. Most of the rooms at the hotel are all decorated with mainly clown memorabilia, but also something that's really cool is that they have rooms that are decorated specific themes, not just clowns. So, some of the I- themes include Friday the 14th. Why did I put Friday the 14th? <laughs> <laughs> A Friday the 13th room, the movie It room, the Exorcist room, the movie Halloween room, and a Golden Age room, which is dedicated to the most notorious clown from the movies that were produced about this motel. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we didn't get that far into the movies to see what that would have been, um, (laughs) but it's really cool. Um, I think I have... I literally could not sleep there. Like, I would not be able to sleep. Give, Give a chick a chance. I'd be so, sat in that bed just fucking staring at the clowns, and they'd be staring right back at me. So there's the It movie room, The Exorcist. Mm. The I think that was bad. Oh, I don't like The Exorcist one. Yeah, Absolutely no, not. Look at that the, picture. The It movie one, I'll go into more detail, but that's room 108, and that's one of the haunted rooms. The which mm. one? It? The, the It movie one, yeah. That sounds about right. And so is The Exorcist room, yeah. Ooh. That one's the Halloween room. And then Friday the 13th. And the rest are just, like, clowns. But still spooky, to say the least. So. Hmm. Yeah. And honestly, it's not bad pricing for the rooms. So, most of the regularly decorated rooms are 80 to, like, $100 range for a night. And then the themed rooms are all priced around $130 to $150. So. That's not that's bad. not bad right it's yeah. not that bad and, for and there's two so beds famous. and there's two beds yeah, yeah so oh my people. god guys like what's up then yeah like what what when are we going and <laughs> what and and what if we went for halloween next year what oh that would be so cool yeah and i mean it's that would be cool it's so famous everybody knows it it's paranormal location yeah. so i'm so surprised that they're priced like that that's awesome on their website they actually have a paranormal activity disclaimer which reads by visiting the clown motel you acknowledge that you may encounter interaction with spiritual and or unexplained phenomena and or other unexplainable unusual or paranormal activity or interactions which may include risks which may not may or may not be foreseeable the clown motel will not be held liable for any bodily injury damage to property emotional distress death or other harm caused by the aforementioned damn not dead (laughs) so they literally had to put that in there i thought that was crazy they also have an email which is hello at the clown motel usa.com where you can share your personal experiences with the unexplained or supernatural after staying at the hotel and even have a chance of getting your story on the website which is cool so i'm like hey when we go we can submit our story Baby, yeah, we can shout out the podcast. Be like, I'm like, so you know, and also, if you have any old clown memorabilia that you don't want anymore, they always take donations, so maybe that's why they have so much and probably even more than the 2000 now. Hmm. So, yeah, go fucking book a stay at the Clown Motel. If you go now, you can even use their code SUMMER to get a 10% discount <laughs> for your stay this summer. Yeah, yeah. Wait, this is like a visit <laughs> this is like an ad. ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can you do? But yeah, if you do go, then uh, hit us up and let us know how it goes. Yeah. Use code Gaggle. Use code Gaggle. Yeah. Use code Gaggle. But, yeah, that's all I got. Oh, that looks like so much fun, though. I know. It's so cool. It really does. On to the ghost. We could take some blacksmithing oh, clubs, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be so funny. We could go to a little star party. Oh, Ooh, get high. Yeah. Get high. Make, oh. make weapons and then go to the star party. Oh, my yes. God. Okay, wait. Go to a yeah. rodeo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Go to, yeah. They do, like, um, you know, Taylor, I don't know if they did at the rodeo that you went to, Cam, but you know where they would, like, put the money on the pig or whatever it was or was it a goat i don't know oh yeah the pig and then you have to chase it around to grab the yeah <laughs> they, uh, they did like mutton busting what's that oh the, you put your son or you don't know what mutton busting is <laughs> George, George, take, take it away it's like take it away God. hunger games for white people what do you mean <laughs> oh. why would i know that at the rodeo every family selects a child that's like ages six to 10 you know 
They send okay. them down there and they sit them on top of a sheep and they let those sheep fucking run. <laughs> oh, oh, not, and, you stay and on then, the sheep, you keep it. Yeah. Oh. You keep the sheep? Yeah, the what whole the sheep. Fuck? <laughs> hey, mom, I got the sheep. <laughs> Yeah, the I, fuck I can't you get fly that? off. Yeah, it's oh so good. <laughs> That's hilarious. They go one at a time. It's a whole thing. I had no idea that was a thing. Hmm. Oh wait, it wasn't on the pig. It was on a, a baby cow. Oh, that makes more sense. It was yeah. on a cat. Yeah, Because I was like, those fuckers are fast. Oh my god, looking pig, at huh? these fucking children on these sheep legs. <laughs> That's funny as fuck, though. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the helmet. I want to do fair. that. They need, they need it because those sheep, they don't play around. No, they look like they fucking don't. <laughs> look at this kid falling off. That sheep said work for me. <laughs> Show me how much you want me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show me how much you want me. If you ask me to stay, I'll stay. Oh my god. <laughs> like, what yeah, they fall imagine, hard. like having to take the fucking sheep home my mom would kill me why did rashawn <laughs> just mess with one <laughs> not now rashawn what did he say he said simp oh <laughs> true i'm like all i'm doing is fucking recording a podcast <laughs> about a clown motel what's the harm in that you know uh, <sighs> all right i'm ready to learn about some ghost mm, yes well i ate my notes because i got oh, oh yeah. right right yeah. don't worry i, I memorized it all the word for word Wow. Here it comes. Anyways, okay, so, well, trigger warning for this section for a mention of uh, suicide, terminal illness, and uh, death. And, yeah. Oh, shit. So, okay. yeah. So, uh, room 108, like I mentioned, is the it room. Mm-hmm. Uh, this room is said to be a favorite of a ghost named the Trickster. Hmm. He could be seen leaving the Tonopah Cemetery in the form of a clown. Ooh. And Ooh, the name that. the trickster kind of gives me the ick, though. <laughs> you said that's embarrassing. <laughs> he tries to kill you and you said, uh, your name's the trickster? It's the trickster? Should <laughs> <laughs> I ring the dinkster? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, little brother, you have to take with you to the mall. Yeah, that is true, actually. Like, I'm, the, I'm the trickster. Like, they said, okay. shut up. <laughs> Hey, he definitely nicknamed himself that. It's giving, mm. it's giving. He got you with like a whoopee cushion one time. And yeah, now he's like, yeah, I'm a little jokester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Prank versus prank. <laughs> That's what it's giving. He kills me. Yeah, I'm gonna come to your ass when we're there. Uh, anyways, the trickster. Uh, in room 108, items have gone missing, have been moved. Visitors have heard voices asking for a turn on the Xbox. Uh, but yeah so it gets a little spookier there um are some occurrences on the website that i will pull up on my phone this is directly from the i'll say hotel too the motel's website so it states in room 108 not so long (laughs) 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 maybe i'm the trickster I work there as a maid. I'm just stealing people's stuff. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I have a little stinker. Uh, anyways, room 108. Uh, not so long ago, multi. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I'm not even high or anything. I'm just. I feel that. Stupid. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> not so long ago, motels were the best option for the elderly and terminally ill. Why? Yeah, why? I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna tell us. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really. I really why? don't know. Why? I don't know. Uh, one such elderly man was the motel's very own front desk manager. I guess that makes sense. Uh, uh, one night he was staying in the motel and became severely unwell. Okay, rhyme. Um, he right. picked up the phone to call the front desk. It rang and rang, but no response. He called his sister, who dialed 911, but it was too late. He died on his way to the hospital. Oh? Oh, shit. When questioned, the front desk agent from that night said the phone never rang and even played back the surveillance footage, which proved the phone never rang. Oh, my God. It was oh. almost as if something was trying to stop his calls for help. No, seriously. Oh, yeah, that's, that's scary. scary. Oh, that was scary, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then we move on to room 111, angel numbers. 
uh, this is a little sad, but okay. also directly from the website was, um, so like I said, room number one, a room where a terminally ill man came to live out his final days, like many elderly motel guests. I, is that, is it that common? I, I fucking guess. I, yeah, what? Why would that be where you want to live out I your final I was going to say, days, yeah, huh? I don't think I would want to live out my final days in a... Yeah, teach them enough. So, uh, doctors had given him a short time to live, and he did not wish to burden his family. Each night, oh. the man went to sleep, expecting to never wake up. Again and again, he woke up to live another day, until eventually, as he, as he told the motel staff, he noticed an eerie shadow would appear in his room during the early hours of each morning. He begged the spirit to take his life, a request he was repeatedly denied. Overwhelmed with frustration, the man shot himself in the clown motel park. Damn. Yeah. Moving on, we have room 210. Suffering from excruciating back pain while on a long haul journey, a man from Arizona made a forced stop at the clown motel. It was a physical condition he'd had for many years of frustration as he failed to find any medical diagnosis. Hmm. For the first morning in many years, he woke up at the clown motel. He felt completely different. His back pain had lessened so much he could barely feel any like pain. He was so convinced the motel spirits had cured him, he continued to live there for over six years and died in the very room where he was cured. Wow. So, okay. room, room 210. I don't know what room, what that theme room was, but... Keep talking, I'll probably confirm. Yeah. Uh, room 214. Uh, Howard Hughes was an eccentric 1970s Texas billionaire. His okay. close associate, Melvin, Dun- uh, Melvin Dunbar, made a visit to the motel for an overnight stay and didn't leave until nearly three years later. You said 210, said, right? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Halloween was the theme. The Halloween, oh. Yeet. Yeah, so... 214. He didn't leave till nearly three years later. Uh, that's a Friday the 13th room? Yeah. Period. Uh, it is said that the spirit took a liking to the unsuspecting Mr. Dunmar and often comes back to this room to see if he has returned. Frustrated he hasn't found his old friend, the spirit is known to taunt guests by turning lights on and off during the night, <laughs> and many guests have said their personal belongings strangely become hidden or disappear altogether. He's fucking stealing. Healing. He has a crush on Mr. Dunbar. Yeah, he does. Ooh. So, yeah, that's those are room-specific uh, occurrences as listed on their website. Um, others have seen, or they claim to have seen, a seven-foot clown standing over their bed when they ooh. sleep. Oh, absolutely not. That's, ooh, mm. Yeah, like, they'll wake up in a cold sweat to a clown just standing over their bed. Uh, um, yeah, so, I'd be yeah, gone, actually. I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Some people say they see nothing... Uh, however, it's reported that many guests are so freaked out by the stay that they leave their bags. Oh, wow. Like, like, really? Like they don't leave, yeah, they, they don't check out anything. Bags. They just leave. Yeah. That's crazy. And those are the ghosties. Oh, my God. The seven-foot clown is just JoJo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking when I read it. Yeah. Damn. That? Yeah. We should go. What if I see that seven-foot clown? Oh, I got what a knife. If, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What if it was actually, like, someone just trying to scare you? Like, one of the people that works at the hotel, and you stab them? What happens then? Who's at uh, fault? You know? No, because I was going to say, I was going to say, it's Jordan standing over the bed, like, I threw up. Uh, yeah. I'll throw, I'll throw a knife into their shoulder. Uh, <laughs> you just stabbed them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, well, that was that was a good one. I'm glad that you found that one, Kim. Yeah. All over my it was all over my TikTok, so I was like, oh. Oh, really? really? Yeah. I, cool. I, I had heard about it before, but I was like, I didn't look, look into it. That's oh, cool. Yeah. You're on Clown Motel TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Vacuum talk. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by Vacuum TikTok. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm more of a Dyson <laughs> fan. <laughs> Uh, um, well, do we have any announcements that we gotta... I don't think so, right? Uh, no, uh, you won't think so. What episode is this? Like, 35, 36? I'm sorry, we made it this far. That's We're a great. great question. I think it's somewhere around there. Episode 35. Rick on. Well, I guess, Taylor, tell them where to find us. Alright, if you want to email us your clown motel experience, do so at gogglegayspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on Twitter or Instagram, just look up Gaggle Gays Podcast. We'll be the first one that pops up. It's the four little geese. Four little geese. The little gaggle. Um, okay. Both Instagram Twitter. <laughs> 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 <By> Discord link. <laughs> Come join us. guys see the park with the feathers and the beach. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
You ever look at Goose in the Eye? <laughs> you ever look at Goose in the Eye? Live the dump down. <laughs> you Melissa. <laughs> That it? Yeah, those are essentials. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you ever wink at a goose in a wink sky? <laughs> that would be horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be so scared. No, really. That's scarier than the seven foot cloud. <laughs> you ever, you ever find the love of your life? Get married, settle down, have kids, and then one night they're getting dressed before bed. You're all excited. They're a goose in a woman's costume. <laughs> I knew they you were that, that ever happened to you? Yeah, actually, it did happen with my first wife. Oh. Yeah, it was crazy. Hey, choose your wife's ass. Yeah. your Therapy uh, didn't fix that one. So, that was my mm, yeah. first uh, divorce. Uh, let's say the only thing she was laying was X, huh? <laughs> oh. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> we will <laughs> We will catch you guys next week. Bye, Hoots. Bye, Bye Hoots.